everyone, and welcome to the Path 11 podcast with your hosts, April and Mike. We have a pretty interesting guest on our show today. We'd like to welcome Christopher. We actually received an email from him a little while back and had a chance to review some material that he sent us of some ideas in the works that might happen in the future. But after we heard a little bit more about his story, we really felt that he needed to come on our podcast and share with you some extraordinary experiences that he's had personally and where that's taken him now in his life. So welcome, Christopher, to our show. Uh, well, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And and thank you for the opportunity to share this story of what I've been going through. Yeah. So you actually had a pretty debilitating accident. And from what I understand, it rendered you 100% disabled. So what, what accident was this? What happened? And maybe you can start from there. Yeah. Um, several years ago, this is about nine, I'd say nine years ago, I was just, I guess, everyday person. I was a physician and I had the stupid slip and fall accident, ended up damaging a major nerve in my, you know, affecting my whole central nervous system, my peripheral nervous system. And within a year to two years, I was progressed in bedridden 100%. And doctors said, there's no cure for me. There's nothing that they could do. And it was just the most painful thing that you can imagine. It was absolutely debilitating. Then you add anxiety, depression, and all this into the mix, you know, it was done. I, I, comatose state three times. So that just gives a picture of, of where I was at. It was absolutely agonizing. So everybody, all of my friends had left, you know, my girlfriend, even my family, they, you know, they weren't coming around. They couldn't deal with somebody being in so much pain. So I got to a point in my life where, you know, I, at first I was ashamed of this, but now it's just, I'm very open and and I understand there was a reason. I got to a point where I was ready to end things. And I remember one, it was had to be like three, four in the morning or something. And I was just agonizing. And I, and I couldn't end it. I kept thinking of my son and my mother, my son and my mother. I couldn't do it. So I came to the computer and I found a suicide hotline. And I called this hotline and, I, and this lady answers. And I, and I tell you, I woke. I could tell I woke her up. It sounded like she just got done, you know, smoking a bong or oh, it just it was it was terrible. And she goes, "You know what time it is?" And I said, "I said, lady, you know, I have a razor blade in my wrist. You want to ask me what time it is?" And she goes, "Is there anybody else you could call?" I said, "That's it." I, and this is the time where we had the landlines. You know, I took the phone. I I just threw it against the wall. And I fell down. I said, "God I said, please, please, you know." I can't go through this anymore. Take my life from me. Take it from me. I can't do it. And just, I said, something came in over me. And I said, or show me the way. And I tell you, something came into me. It was so incredible, this feeling. And then I must have blacked out. I just, that's all I remembered. And then the next thing I remembered, how do the next day, I'm standing out by this window that I have and I'm looking out. And I just don't know what to think. And all of a sudden I start seeing shapes float around me and these shapes ended up being what's called platonic solids but nonetheless they're floating around me and i had no idea what they were and i'm just going oh no then i start hearing this voice in my head and it was a very soft and loving voice this was going melchizedek 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 i'm like mel who i've never heard this name before i'm thinking oh no you know because my first thought you know as as a doctor i'm thinking great, I have a brain tumor now. I'm seeing things, I'm hearing things. 
And so I called out my old partner. I'm like, listen, we have to do this, do that. And that voice kept coming to me. And, but it was such a loving voice. It was amazing. And I was like, it wasn't something that spooked me, you know? It was just something like, oh, wow, okay. And it started communicating with me and telling me to do certain things. Now, at first, I'm like, this is crazy. And I kept fighting it. So this is, but then I would go and I would do something, what, what I was told to do. And before you know it, I started doing these things. And then my pain started being reduced. And I was like, okay, well, I don't care if I'm crazy. I, this is making me feel better. I'm going to go with it. So as the as the communication progressed, I kept doing things. I was it was a, an awakening period for me. So this awakening period, you know, it lasted months and months. And I was told I had to do certain things. And as I said, I kept getting better and better and better. And it was a no brainer to you know keep going. So my path was opened up for me completely. I know that the accident was no accident. It was an incident to put me back on my divine path to, to express God's will. The reason that I'm here today as a Melchizedek priest, after that accident, I found out I have the, this ability to see and sense energy. Now, seeing, being able to see and sense energy, I see it all around people and I see it inside of people and I'm able to manipulate it. And when I'm able to ma manipulate energy and I teach people how to, to bring in energy and I manipulate it for them, I teach them how to do it themselves, there is nothing that cannot be healed. Everything works through the mind. You have the three great planes of existence. You have the spiritual plane, the mental plane, the physical plane. Energy flows through all of it. And if there's blocks in the mental plane, which is usually in what we call the lower self, where the subconscious sits, that's where the problems start. That's where the flow and the energy starts getting stagnant. And this energy flow starts flowing between the endocrine glands. And when, when, the, when the energy flow gets stagnant, you know, that particular part of the body becomes, the pH changes, it becomes acidic, it starts providing hosts for carcinogens, cancer starts, you know, illness starts in those particular, <clears throat> excuse me, neighboring organs. And that's where, that's where disease starts. And then in the Western world, we, we give those people medicine. And a lot of medicine is geared at just targeting those symptoms. And it doesn't target the underlying stagnant energy that is actually being brought out by your own mind through the subconscious. So is that, there's actually, uh, it's a methodical and intu intuitional process of actually going through and healing somebody. And it's not just healing somebody, it's actually taking the person from a self-level of consciousness and raising them up to a higher level of consciousness, what we call the Melchizedek consciousness. And that is the consciousness before what Jesus called the kingdom of heaven. So it's a step-by-step -step process, and to do that, you have to change the energy within. That change in the energy within is the true definition of the word repentance. And sin is the, the true word, term for sin is actually dark energy. Yeah, and you know, in Greek it means to miss the mark. And and yes, it, it changes as you, you know, it gets lost in translation. But nonetheless, you're changing energies. So that's a brief synopsis. <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on.
What, what are your thoughts so far? Tell me. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what kind of medicine were you practicing? What's your background just as being a doctor and, um, you know, n- knowing about the body and what were you treating back then in your profession before this happened? Yeah, uh, this is one thing. I probably should have said this first. You know, I have brothers and I have a big family here and they have children and I have aunts and I mean nieces and nephews. They're concerned about a lot of what I talk about because of radical Christian, radical religious people. So my I, I try to keep that a part of my identity to where they can make that connection, you know, not available to people. So what I do, my 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 birth name has been changed to represent the priesthood that I represent, which is Melchizedek. So I'm Christopher Melchizedek. And a part of going through and healing people, I wanted to incorporate um, working with veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder that are coming back from Iraq and Syria or, or wherever they are over there. And I thought that would be a great thing to, to, um, to show people. Help, yeah. you know, because that's a big thing. PTSD. I think there was last I checked, there was somewhere like twelve to twenty veterans committing suicide a day. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one angle I want to approach on that. Yeah, but I'm well, sorry. And- so go ahead. Yeah, no. I mean, the reason why I asked too is because I'm sure that people listening are going to want to know. You know, do you have any credibility? Because yeah. some people who are more skeptics might say, well, you know, this sounds a little out there, a little weird. But, you know, if, if you were a doctor of medicine and you do have some, you know, knowledge of certain areas of the medical field and then having a spiritual experience like that, you know, I know that I've read quite a few books and we're, we have an interview that's going to be coming up of a neurosurgeon that had a near-death experience and he was able to kind of combine the science of the body and, you know, the medical world to this very non-medical experience that he had, you know, during his near-death experience. So that's, you know, one of the reasons why I asked that just even, you know, to... Yeah, and I understand in in the self-conscious realm, what we call the third dimension, is it's people look for that logical and analytical explanation of things. And, And I can understand where being a physician would give credibility to that. But I tell you that it has nothing to do with it. You know, when you look at the, the gender energy of, is in everything, and it's so important, when people are so far to the left, when they go to the extremes of logic and, and, and intelligence, they are coming further and further from the point to where they should be. Because it is through the right, the feminine energy is where you raise your, your consciousness. Okay, this is where love and compassion is. This is sitting on the right hand of God. This is what Jesus referred to as the pistis Sophia. So when somebody comes to me with with um, whatever their purpose is, I, they're either they're seeking help for for um, a sickness, an illness, or um, they're trying to get over a divorce or they lost a loved one, whatever reason they come to me, I have to evaluate them and see where on this gender energy do they sit? Are they, you know, are they so far to the left? And I have to approach them in that specific way. If they're so far to the left, I kind, I try to approach them on a scientific manner and I try to, you know, come as far to the left as I can and and pull them to the right. You you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Because that energy is so important in being able to raise your consciousness. Consciousness, in this raising consciousness is what we call ascension. Ascension is two different directions when you're seeking to raise your consciousness because this is how you can heal yourself from anything, by raising your consciousness. It is up and to the right. If when you go 
coming to the feminine energy where love and compassion lies that is come that's what we call it come to the right and having faith in the wisdom of that is what jesus called the pista sophia and so if somebody comes to me so far to the left i have to pull them to the right as well as take them up because as i said ascension is two directions it's such an important thing to understand i have a kind of a story i want to get what your take is on this um okay this was it was interesting it was just maybe a couple of months ago and i was going to a massage therapist and we were, you know, just having a discussion and I was explaining to him, you know, that I did Reiki and energy healing and, and stuff like that. And, you know, he seemed a little put off by it and said, you know, you really shouldn't mess with people's paths. Like, you know, maybe, maybe you're not supposed to go in there and help to move the energy or to, you know, assist the person. And maybe you're, maybe what you're doing is taking away a lesson from what they really needed to know. And as I was hearing you earlier kind of describing that, you know, you may help people with this or adjust their energy or, you know, manipulate the energy per se. Yes. That, um, that's a, that's a great question. It really is because, yeah. um, I tell you, I, when energy is moving, yes, I manipulate it in, in helping the energy get unstuck as it, as it flows between what we call the eightfold path. <clears throat> now that is just that's just the process of, of going through like a session with me. What it is, is as you remove dark energy from people, and everybody has dark energy in them, they usually get it between ages one through seven. That's the majority when we experience, you know, basically dark, get energy in three basic forms. It's traumatic memories, it's suppressed and repressed painful emotions, and what we call poor limited belief systems. And yes, after age seven, so we after age seven, we do go through traumas and we do experience and get this dark energy. What happens, this dark energy goes into our lower selves and it saturates our subconscious mind. Okay, so to, to be able to raise yourself in consciousness, you have to first repent, change that, get that dark energy out of you. And that's what I do. I take this energy and I get the dark energy out of people. That allows people to now recondition the mind from a positive aspect, reprogram the subconscious mind. So where they don't have the negative thoughts keep coming up in their life, then, you know, because what you think is what you manifest. So if you can go down to the core and change that. Now, so this whole process is an inner journey. So as you're going through and releasing this dark energy, you're actually, you're facing the, the mirror of thyself, I say, and, you, and you're dealing with your own issues. So I'm not actually, I'm not actually healing somebody. I'm actually teaching somebody to heal themselves by taking that inward journey. And whoever told you that was absolutely right. It, to, to go in there and try to heal somebody and take away their lesson, that you're robbing them. And, and it's a dangerous game what you're doing there. So he's absolutely right. Right. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, sometimes it might have been in, like, the discussion, too, of him understanding maybe what, you know, sees a massage therapist, what energetic healing is, and that it's, it was, it's not so much that as healers, you know, we're saying, okay, we're going to take this from you because this is, you know, making you feel uncomfortable. But like you said, just working in conjunction with, with the other person, with their soul, with their intention and what their purpose is to heal. And, you know, if you have the ability to do that, like you said, to help them move, move that energy, not per se that, you know, we're manipulating it and 
Yeah, yeah. that's right. Because you could go, you can go to um, any any type of energy healer because that energy gets, you know, it affects the physical body. And if you can help move it along, and, and this is why we go and get massages. It's, it's not just a physical; it's an energetic thing. You know, it's why we do tai chi and why we do yoga to help the energy move. Right. But the energy is directly controlled by the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is directly, it's in the lower self and is directly controlled by the dark energy within people. That dark energy are the fears, those three forms of fears that I told you. And you have to get rid of those fears out of, the, out of your lower self before you can reach your higher self. Because that, that dark energy in the lower self prevents you it prevents the energy from coming from your higher self and that's where you get your your universal your cosmic energy the the holy spirit prana chi whatever you want to call it you get it through your higher self and it's supposed to come through the lower self into the self the conscious mind and project it out into the world and that's what we call god doing god's will receiving the energy through god through your higher self through an unpolluted lower self into your sub your conscious mind and doing God's will on this earth. Now, when you get those fears in you, like I said, mostly between ages one through seven, it saturates the subconscious mind. And what happens is it creates duality. That duality is comes out through the conscious mind. So no matter how much good you create in your world, the bad is going to come back to get you. It's just guaranteed. And you know, and a lot of times that bad outweighs the good. Because if you look at any, you know, psychology 101 will tell you that most of the subconscious mind is, is with negative energy. And we know that nine, up to 90, 95% of the subconscious mind controls the conscious mind. So if most of that is negative, then, you know, this is why people keep producing, you know, duality in their life and why the bad keeps coming around to, to test them. Because the lessons that happen in life are actually set up by our own consciousness. Most people don't realize this. Everything, situation, and circumstance that's happening in your life is set up by your, your own energy, your own subconscious mind, your own consciousness. And there are lessons for you to learn from. And until you learn those lessons, they're going to keep coming back and back and back over and over again. And this is why people always seem to go through the same, same whether it's bad relationships or they can't hold a job or, you know, this, this one illness keeps coming back to, to get you. So, and it's another reason, that, that dark energy in you is another reason why it, Western medicine is never going to be able to cure cancer. They, they just won't be able to do it because they can make the symptoms go away. And it's a possibility, say, say somebody has breast cancer, they can take the nodule out, but the energy is still there. And even if they remove the whole breast, the energy is still there. So it's going to eventually manifest in another any another way shape or form eventually and that's just the way it is until you get rid of that dark energy by going through that inner journey and that inner journey it's not an easy thing to do you know it's it's what we call a mountain mountain climb you have to face your own demons these demons are are what cause people to develop why people react certain ways and you know why they develop habits, and so it's 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 it probably sounds a little complicated as I, I say, it, especially if it's new to somebody. But once you start hearing it, and once you start going through it, and you understanding it, 
I have it um, spelled out pretty good in my book. And it, it lays it out pretty clear. So once you re- start reading it and realizing it, it starts waking you up. And a part of that waking process, that's just a part of the, the raising consciousness. You have to have a base of knowledge. Can you walk us through a typical session you would have with a, a client? Yeah, yeah, sure. So everything I do is all natural. And when somebody comes to see me, um, they come for, like I said, a few different reasons. Number one, I don't want to deal with anybody. It's just come to me for entertainment purposes. I'm here to entertain people. And unfortunately, that's some people out there. And then there's two other types of people that come to see me. Some people come to see me because, um, and I'll use an example, like say some, some guy was living large and all of a sudden something happened, stocks or something, he went broke. Now his ego is hurting. He needs to get that power again. He'll search and do anything. And, and maybe even reaching out to metaphysical stuff or, or wherever. And if they come to me for that, they're searching. They're always going to hit a ceiling of limitation. As the third dimension offers, it, the third dimension, the world of duality is always going to be limited, just like Western medicine, just like um, everyday religion. These, this thought process, this paradigm is always going to be limited until you know how to take that inner journey and break through to the higher level of consciousness by two directions, up and to the right. That divine feminine energy is so important. So the last person that will come to see me is the true person that's looking for help, looking to raise their level of consciousness. And when they come to see me and we're, we've established that this is what what's, we're going to work and, and shoot for, the first thing that I tell them, we have to purify them from this dark energy through a process of of energy sessions, soul purifications, whatever you want to call them, these sessions that I put people through. And so I have one of two goals here. I said I want to get somebody completely purified, can get all that dark energy out of them to where now they can reprogram their subconscious mind with positive things to affect their conscious mind, to affect their reality. That is the first goal. And if I in or I can get them to a point where they're purified and I've, and I've taught them to where they can continue this, to continue on with, with what we're doing here by themselves. I never leave somebody dependent on me. I'm just, I'm a teacher. I teach them what to do. I teach them about energy. I teach them about their own energy. So that's, it's very important to know that. So, so I start off and we, we work with all the elements. We have, we have a primary, as a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, we have a primary principle. And it says you can only get to your heavenly father through your earthly mother. So in other words, you can only get to your higher self by going through your lower self. Because your lower self, where the subconscious mind is, is directly connected to your mother earth. So going through your mother earth to get to your heavenly father or your higher self. So I... The Mother Earth, we break down all her elements, okay? We'll, we actually take Earth herself, we take the, the air, we take water, and we take fire. And we use the energy from these elements to help purify the energy within you. And we call these the, the angels of our Mother Earth, the angel of water, the angel of air, and the angel of the Earth, and, and so on. So each process of working with these elements and, and starting to manipulate the energy within 
that's a process each session it's, a, it's actually a cyclic session that takes about hour to hour and a half and when you start see you have you're supposed to have this energy that's running through you through the endocrine glands and actually ascension master thoth called it the microcosmic path of um infinity and it runs through the endocrine glands and the problem is is that when you get all that fear in you especially as a kid and you're going up and your the, the breathing mechanism changes this energy becomes stagnant and creates disease so this energy is so stagnant in people it's what i my job is to get this energy flowing again using the elements okay so once we get this energy moving it starts it's like if your computer has a virus and you put antiviral wear on there and it starts searching scanning for it so as i when i teach people i bring in the holy spirit for people it starts scanning the body looking for this dark energy it grabs it and it shoots it out of you and it's an amazing process to watch this happen and it's not something where somebody's going to go oh well chris said the dark energy is gone so it must be gone you know it's like oh my god i felt this i feel a hundred times lighter i can't believe this is happening to me you know it's not like 50 percent of the people say yes and 50 percent of the people say no it's a hundred people 100 percent of the people go what was that it was so incredible so profound to have this true holy spirit come in you take hold of some dark energy and shoot it out of you and now my job is just to make sure the energy keeps flowing and if it gets stuck there's things that i can do to manipulate that energy but you're bringing in the holy spirit and it's going to you're it's going to connect with your soul and you have to know that your soul is always in charge in this okay so it knows best this knows better than than what i can know about you and it knows better what your conscious mind could ever know about you so what it's doing is it's going to do what it needs to do at that particular time it's going to grab some dark energy in you whether it's a you know somebody was raped when you're or abused or something it's dark and it's going to grab it and it's going to shoot it out and it's a one sure way that it is going to leave you for good and that's part of the that's what repentance is so we change that energy in you the more darkness that leaves the more light that comes in so and this is always associated with how your life is set up, with your relationships, how you react to certain things, and, and why you have certain habits doing this. So it's it's in conjunction. And this is where I, I take people and I, and I show them, and I show them how it's all set up together like this. And it's a whole process. So that's basically what it is. It takes about 10 to 15 sessions on average to purify somebody from all that dark energy. And of course, there's a whole bunch of mental work that goes into it. You know, I don't offer anybody a magic red pill. This is absolute, you know, you have to make changes. Obviously, what you're doing so far has got you caught in a world of duality in the self in the self-conscious realm. If you want to break free, you have to make changes. But let me tell you, breaking free is unbelievable. Because going back to, to my story, I, and if, is it okay if I tell you what happened to me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and I tell you, this is, it's, it's hard for a lot of people to understand this, but I'm going to give it my best shot. After I was going through all this process of, of actually relearning, because I've had, I was getting past life regressions, some incredible things. Like I was, 
I, I can remember past lives better than I can remember a lot of this life. And, and that sounds odd, but it's, it's absolutely true and it's incredible. And every life that I've been in that I can remember, whether it's Egypt, whether it's um, Cambodia or, or in the past Atlantis, I was a priest after the order of Melchizedek and I was doing and teaching consciousness. And that was awakening in me. So I was going through that process and, 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 awakening and i and melchizedek kept communicating with me voice like telepathically which is is a bizarre thing if if you have never experienced it and so i got to a point you know and believe me when before this accident i knew nothing of spirituality you know i went from from school to school to school to school to work and i that's all i knew was i knew medicine i knew school that i knew nothing else so spirituality was all new to me, okay? So I, I, I'd be honest, I fought this a little bit. I, I just tried to push it aside. But then I was dealing with pain. I was like, okay, I'll keep going, I'll keep going. And I would have one stepping stone laid in front of me at a time. And when I could jump on that stone and I could learn to master that stone in this part of the awakening process, I was, had another stone placed in front of me. So before I knew it, I, knew it, I had a path going. And I got to a point, I'm like, Melchizedek, you know, thank you very much for, I mean, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I want to see you. Please, you know, show me. Show me that, that this is real. Show me that this is real. And I asked to see him, I tell you, for eight months, ten months, and nothing. And I was actually, you know, getting frustrated about it. And one time I, was, I went into a meditation. I just, I went, I sat down to go into a meditation and I tell you something happened to me, and the best way I could describe it is if a vacuum sucks up a piece of dirt. I got sucked up into this higher consciousness, this higher dimension, into what now I now know is what Jesus called the kingdom. And I got put right into this temple that was actually a home of mine in a past in Atlantis. And I knew this because of the past life regressions that I had. The only difference is, is in my past life regressions, I was led up to this temple and I could see the front of it and the beauty of it. It was absolutely amazing. This time I was, I was put right in the middle and this was just even more, as I look at myself now, is how I was looking at myself then, although it was actually more real. And I'll explain that in a minute. But I'm sitting there looking at all these columns and, and, the, and I can see through the columns and, and the valleys and the ocean. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is incredible. And it's not just what I saw that was absolutely amazing. Because when you see this, it's like going from an old 80s television set to looking at a super high-def te television set. That's how it is compared to this third-dimensional reality. It is so more clear and amazing, it's hard to explain. And the thing that's even harder to explain is the feelings that you get when you're up there. It is unbelievable love and compassion. That's all I can say. It's unbelievable. There's not one ounce of any worry or, or anything that we hold on to in this third dimension. It is unbelievable. And I just remember going, oh, my gosh. I look down. I'm wearing a white sarong, and I'm, I'm just looking. This is incredible. And I just remember saying to myself, well, I know this. I go, show me something I haven't seen. And then I got sucked. I can only say laterally. 
I guess like laterally to a time in Egypt when I was a priest in Egypt and I was brought right into my temple and I'm looking at the walls, the hieroglyphs on the walls and these, and these um, oil lamps and they're flickering, the, the lights flickering on the, on the lighting and I, and I look up on the platform and I see my bed up there. I'm going, that's my bed. I go, oh my gosh, this is, this is my old home. And then I had that feeling of love again. And I, I kept feeling like a mother's presence, a mother's love. It was just incredible. And I'm in awe. And then the next thing, I get sucked right back over into that Atlantean temple. And I'm thinking, I didn't, oh, I didn't ask. No, no. Oh, okay. But I'm here. This is awesome. I'll stay here. This is incredible. And I'm just admiring everything. I'm in awe. And all of a sudden, before I know it, about, I'd say, 40, 50 feet in front of me is this big guy just standing there staring at me. Long white hair, long white beard long white robe and he has a staff in his right hand and, he, and he's got these piercing blue eyes and he's just staring at me and it's like you know the deer in headlights <laughs> metaphor you know i'm like oh my god i'm thinking oh my god it's him oh my god it's him oh my god it's him and i tell you is the the most powerful feelings of love combined with wisdom that words cannot describe and what I was going through at this moment. And, and I kept saying, Oh my God, it's him. Oh my God, it's him. And then the next thing I know, he says to me, he says, well, you've been asking to see me here. I am. <laughs> and the, and the thing is, the thing is, is that his mouth wasn't moving. He, he was in this telepathically, you know, and, and I was, and that, it's kind of freaky when that happens, but yeah, it was love. And I'm like, I thinking, oh, he can hear my thoughts too now, and he starts chuckling, <laughs> you know. And I'm thinking, okay. So the first after that, the first thing he said to me, and this is so important because it comes up to a lot of the people I work with. He says, "You don't have to see me to know that I am there with you." And it was just so profound because I'd asked to see him for what ten months, you know, and it was just such a profound statement. And, you know, and a couple, and I started thinking all these things and, and he started going back and forth with me and he was chuckling and I didn't understand why he was, what he saw was so funny. But the next thing I knew is he flew at me so fast with, and I, all I remember was two fingers coming right at me. It tapped me right in the forehead and just, and I just dropped and I used to say, I'll do the best I can. I'll do the best I can. I'll do the best I can. And I was, I was on my, on my like hands and knees just crying, going, I'll do the best I can. And all of a sudden, like, boom, 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 as I started coming back into this third dimensional reality. And two people were looking over me. They're like, what happened? Are you okay? And I was just bawling. I, and I actually went into kind of a little bit of depression because of that for the last about two days. And now I figured out that's why he was chuckling. He's like, you have to see me. He goes, when you're, when you're introduced to this difference of energy, you can get an integration of emotions and stuff. So that's that was one of my lessons going through that. And so people sometimes experience that when they go through sessions with me, when they go through a change in high energies. So it's all, like I said, it's a whole process. But nonetheless, that was an incredible thing that happened to me. And, and I like sharing it with people. And thank you for allowing that. 
Yeah, absolutely. It sounds really intense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, some people say, man, Chris, you're way out there. And I, and I can look at him straight in the eye and say, I am not way out there, brother. This is just how far you are from the truth. Mm-hmm. I said, let me pull you up here and show you because I was right where you were at. Let me show you where you're at, where you can come. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. I know, Mike, you have a question. I just want to make a comment sure. before you ask. But, uh, you know, when I hear stories like yours, the consistency that always rings true and people are will always say, like, there are no words to describe this yeah. love and compassion that they experience in these realms or, you know, when they have experiences like yourself. And um, But you can hear it in the storyteller's voice of just how real and how true it is, even though it's so hard for you to, there's, you know, there's like really no words in the human language is another thing that I've heard so many times to really explain the experience and the feeling that you felt when you were there. Yeah. But, you know, with these sessions that I do with people, I can take people there. That's what I have ability to do. I can actually take people, I can teach people to go there themselves. That's a better way of saying it. So even with each with each energy session that I do, I jump you up way up in energy to where it's profound like that. A lot of my a lot of people I work with, they come back and they say, "Oh my, they were face to face with Jesus. They saw Mother Mary. They you know they they, they had a conversation with uh, um, Buddha." It, that's how you know amazing it is. And they then they come back down, but they don't come back down as low, you know. So each time they're coming up higher and higher, and now they have. Um, they have a goal to work towards. They have a path that they find themselves on, and that's their own divine path. And that projects out uniquely for that individual. And that's my goal to get them to find that path. I want to talk more about actual Melchizedek. Okay, yeah. When I hear the word, I, I, I know it's like in the Bible. I think it's in Genesis, maybe. Yeah, it's a few times in the Bible, yeah. Can you talk about this one in particular, or is it the same one? Well, I'll, I'll be happy to explain it. Thank you for asking. Um, you have to, when we come into this third dimensional world of duality, where we have fears imposed on us, into us, saturated in the subconscious mind, you know, dictating the conscious mind, dictating our world, that is a world of duality controlled by those fears. That is the self-conscious realm. That is when your awareness is outside of you. Because when you're born, you look for mommy and daddy. Then we look for God outside of us. Everything is outside of us, the third dimensional realm. And it's actually designed as a trap to keep you in here. And it's, you know, to say it in, in no other way, but Lucifer is in charge of this, this realm. Jesus called it the region of chaos. And what he taught is basically the same thing that I'm teaching, is how to break people free from this realm of self-consciousness to where the selfish ego and the selfish desires rule you and they create ideals for you and that's your path. So breaking free from it is up and to the right and that is into a higher consciousness that is ruled by love and compassion. That higher consciousness is what people call the fourth dimension or what we know it as the Melchizedek consciousness. So Melchizedek is that consciousness 
Now, breaking free from the self-conscious realm to the higher to the Melchizedek conscious realm is what I do. It's what I teach people. That is no joke. It is it's something that is not easy because you have to set free what we call anchors of limitations. You have to you know it's you have to take that inner journey. But that once you're able to set free those anchors of limitations and learn your lessons and advance up in consciousness into that. Melchizedek consciousness that's when unity starts coming in and the duality doesn't come back to bite you in the end that's when true love and compassion starts coming into your life that is the consciousness that Jesus spoke from he spoke to people you know I am the way I'm the truth I'm the light it's you know these words that come through me come from our father so above that higher Melchizedek consciousness is the kingdom of God the kingdom of heaven is what what he called that's the fifth dimension up so you get the self, and if you think of it as, think of it like a sphere. So the self-conscious realm would be one sphere. Then outside of that, higher would be the Melchizedek consciousness. Outside of the Melchizedek consciousness would be the kingdom. Now, the Melchizedek consciousness is the highest where the physical form is. So when Jesus was on the cross and he made his last sacrifice, and he ascended into the kingdom of heaven from there. So that's when he went into his light body. That's part of the rapture, what they talk about in the Bible, going into the light body. So in that fourth dimension, that Melchizedek consciousness, it's an energy 10,000 times greater than the energy, you know, the higher part of that Melchizedek consciousness is 10,000 times greater than the energy of our sun, filled with love and compassion. This consciousness has the ability to manifest into, in like emergency situations, into uh, a divine celestial being that calls himself Melchizedek that has come out in probably, you know, from what I know, five or six times throughout history. And one of them is what they refer to in the Bible as uh, Machiavelli Melchizedek, who came before Abraham. Okay, and what happened is Machiavelli Melchizedek actually set up with Abraham missionary schools and they spread the teachings of Melchizedek throughout the world to influence every religion and philosophy on the planet. Now, you're not going to go, it's not, it's not the right way to go into a, a land and say, look, you have to forget about what you're teaching and what you think. Do this. That, that'll never happen. And that, that'll avoid a lot of people's paths. You know? So what you do is you introduce it. And you have people grow. It's it's a it's a growth in consciousness that way. So that's what 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 happened with um, Abraham. Now, if you go back to the times of Atlantis in the emergency situation in Atlantis, what happened was Melchizedek manifested then, and that's where I knew. That's where I was actually in one of my lifetimes. There, I was raised as a boy in the temple. There, that Melchizedek taught me. I can tell you specific memories about about this temple and being with Melchizedek. And he called himself Zorakathora, and he was a father figure to me and several other children. And so that consciousness, you know, is the one that's actually coming back to me in that form, probably because that's what I know, you know. So I kept, I keep seeing this. He's a father figure to me, Mel, you know, Zorakathora Melchizedek. But yes, it's happened several times, you know, um, that he's manifested in that form. And right now on this earth, as I know it, there are nine high priests after the order of Melchizedek. I know I am number nine. I don't know who the other eight are. I know other people 
refer to themselves as Melchizedek's, and they may be in the self-conscious realm, but as far as being in the high consciousness, a high priest after their order of Melchizedek, there's nine of us, and, there's, and there will be more. Altogether, I know that there will be 12 of us to help raise the collective consciousness of humanity. Because if we don't, as a collective consciousness, raise and... As, as I said, as a collective, go into the Melchizedek consciousness of unity and, and distinct the third dimension ourselves, it's going to be done for us. And we don't want that to happen because it's, it's happened a couple other times and it's, that's not pretty. And the sinking of Atlantis was one of those. Pretty far uh, out there, I know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Just from your vocabulary, it sounds like you have a religious background? No, nothing. Nothing at all. No? Okay. No, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Brought up just, you know, Jesus a lot, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Okay. I, honestly, I did. You know, I, when I was a boy, I was raised in the, in the Episcopalian Church. But after I was, you know, seven, eight, I rarely went. I just it didn't resonate with me, you know. And and then my parents didn't make me go, so I was not religious at all. I just know that in my in my teachings, my awakening process, awakening process, the words of Jesus. You can read you can read the Bible and you can read Jesus's words, but they don't always make sense, and they may they may you may perceive them as one way, but as you start going through the process of ascension, you start awakening, you see the higher meanings to his words, and not just Jesus, but let's talk about all the ascension masters. Let's talk about Buddha, Muhammad, Krishna. These are all ascension masters that taught the same thing. They taught escaping the self conscious realm into the higher consciousness. This is what all the masters taught. It was not just one master. I, I say Jesus because I resonate with him as being a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. But let me tell you, they all, all these masters taught it. And then in their own right, like Buddha and uh, Muhammad and, and some others, they, many others, they ascended out of the physical into, the, into that kingdom consciousness, the fifth dimension up and up, if you will. I just want to step back a little bit to your training in this. Besides the voice, and then you had this experience where you were brought to the kingdom, and you know your your past house or your temple. Yeah. Um, what was the training process like? I'm assuming that took place mostly before all that, uh, with the voice. Yeah. Um, well, I was always led to do certain things, and and a lot of you know, one of the most important things in ascension, as I said, is going from the left to the right. Now, I was always an artist, so I I had some you know, right feminine energy in me. And so it wasn't by going through school you know, you go through study medicine and then you're a doctor, you're always analytical thinking. And, and then in this world, you know, you're, it's money, 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 pay bills, this and that pay loans, whatever you have, it's all left. It's all, um, male oriented. And so coming to the right was a big process, you know, in embracing the feminine energy. That was a big process. So I was always told to do certain things. And also, you know, I was told to read, get this book, read scripture here, read scripture here. I'd have to get ancient scripture, get the Dead Sea Scrolls, go get the Nag Hammadi scriptures found in, in Egypt, you know, get these scriptures, get the Essene Gospels of Peace, whatever, whatever I was told. I was led to specific things in there, and I was told the higher meaning of it as I'm raising my level of consciousness, reawakening does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, and also now also I was led to other other people and 
I don't like to really say this because I, I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but a lot of people do things out there and, and with, with maybe good intention, but they're not doing it correctly. So a lot of times I was shown this person what they're doing and what they're actually not doing right about it. Uh, you know, like I said, I don't really like saying that, but that was it was actually a, a, a decent part of the learning. And would you like speak to those people and show them a new way, or you were just being shown the wrong way to do it? Yeah, it's. It, no, I was basically just being the sh- shown the wrong way to it, and I'm always trying to um, always try to collaborate with somebody, but ego doesn't really allow that. And a lot of people, you know, if you can't tell somebody they're doing something wrong, that that's just slapping them in the face, you know. So I try to, to merge with them, and it, like I said, it just doesn't always um, work out. Trying to break through the ego to somebody that doesn't want that broken through is, is a very difficult task. Now, do you ever work with, um, like, people who are healers and healing work in order to enhance their ability to help the people that they're working with, or are you primarily working with individuals that maybe don't, have a whole lot of knowledge about, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter to me who you are. I don't turn, I can't turn anybody down. If somebody is looking, coming to me for the right reason, not the reason that we talked about earlier, the ego or the entertainment right. purposes, but you come to me truly to raise your consciousness. I'm here for you. 100%. I'm all in and self thoughts have, you know, no, no place for this. It's 100%. What can I do to help you? So when you were shown the wrong way, can you give an example of like what the wrong way might be for somebody? Um, oh boy, I, I could. Uh, <laughs> man, it's I, it's like, I, yeah, well, it's not a tough question. It's like, man, it's like going up and slapping people. You know, I see people that that try a big part of what I do is bringing in the angel of error and it's unlocking the breathing mechanism in somebody. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that, that try to do um, um, spiritual sessions on people doing breathing sessions and whatnot, and they don't know, and I see them, and I've seen them do it, and I, and I watch them, and they're not doing it right. And the problem with it is, is that <clears throat> it's dangerous. When you, start go, when you start doing energy work, and you're going into somebody, opening up somebody's soul to connect with this Holy Spirit, this prana, chi, whatever you want to call it, that can be very dangerous because let me tell you, dark energy is dark energy. There are actually two types of demons in this world, okay? When you when you have the dark energy in you that of those fears in those three different forms called suppressed, repressed, painful emotions, traumatic memories, and poor limiting belief systems, that dark energy produce the fears, you know, they saturate the subconscious into the conscious, into the world. Those are what we call red demons. <clears throat> now, those red demons, you know, have you chasing your own desire, ego's desires and whatnot. And everybody has that to a degree. That's what produces duality, those red demons. That is the self, that is what makes up the self-conscious realm. That dark energy is transferred from person to person to person. And most, and the more connected you are to person, the more you're going to get that energy, like a parent to a child, grandparent to a parent to a child. This is why parents, this is why family members have the similar traits. This is why they have always have similar illnesses. You know, they get the same cancers, they get the same heart disease. It's because of the energy. You always have to look at the 
underlying energy. Keeping that dark energy aside, the other dark energy, the true Luciferian demon, that's the outside entity that looks to infest, to oppress, and then to possess somebody, that is a serious energy. And when you're working, when you're doing this soul work with people and you're not, you don't understand it hundred percent, maybe, you know, 70% of it. And yeah, maybe you can help some people here and there, but man, you're opening up your soul, somebody's soul. You're making them vulnerable to that outside entity, that dark de demon entity. And now there's, you know, Lucifer with as many Satans and as many demons, you know, they're always looking to penetrate. And in this world today, the darkness of this world today, we're at a precipice of change. And, you know, there's so much chaos in the world right now. And that chaos is because light is coming in and it's opposing the darkness and it's creating friction. That friction is, is um, it's incredible. And when that, when a demon, demons are possessing more people than you can imagine today, it's actually scary. And people don't know it because what you see on in Hollywood and TV, most of that is all fake because demons don't come out and, and normally and control somebody and want to go out and turn into zombie and go out and, and do all these terrible things. No, what they want to do is they want to stay hidden. The demons come inside you and they hide. They hide in the subconscious and they control your life. Now, wreak havoc on your life, not yours, but everybody in your life. And that's a perfect way to ensure that you are trapped within this self-conscious realm. Because when you're trapped in the self-conscious realm, they, that's what they want. That's what the darkness wants. They want to keep you here. The self-conscious realm is an energy. It's a, an existence of its own. It depends on you. It depends on your energy to sustain its own existence. So if you're breaking free, it's going to try to grab you and pull you back in. You know, it's not an easy thing to do. You have to be aware of these things. And those outside demons are, they come up. And, and when I go through my sessions, they could try to hide from me. At, you know, sometimes they come up right away and sometimes it takes a few sessions to break down into them, but I'm going to find them and I'm going to get them out of there. And that is a true exorcism. And those can be really scary. And a lot of people know they have them in them. A lot of people don't, you know? So nonetheless, if you're doing energy work and you're not sure, you know, <laughs> you don't have authority to do this, then you're making not only your th that person vulnerable, you're making yourself vulnerable to that to that kind of dark energy. So this is why I tell people from from the get go, I I come to you and I talk to you with complete authority of priest the Most High Melchizedek, and that says a lot. And if somebody is is trying to do something and they don't have that authority to say that, you have to be careful. I have to ask too, uh, and this is backing up again. You talked about the generational transfer yes. from grandparent to parent to child. Yes. Now I'm going to play devil's advocate here, no pun intended, but <laughs> is that, um, I'm sure somebody's listening to, too, and it just crossed my mind is that, well, how did genetics play into that? Okay. With the DNA? Yes. That's a great question because, okay. because today, you know, you see studies coming out, oh, well, Oh God, this—that's a great question, and you hit—you hit a sensitive spot with me right now. People to break free from the self-conscious realm into the higher consciousness comes a very dangerous word for people, and it's called accountability. You have to hold yourself accountable for 
everything that's going on in your life, okay? So with studies coming out today, they're saying, oh, okay, well, maybe you're an alcoholic because it's in your DNA, okay? Maybe you're grossly obese because it's in your DNA. Or maybe you have this disease, this syndrome, because it's in your DNA. I tell you, when an energy... If you go back up generations after generation, and this energy is being transferred and transferred, it's going to change your DNA in time. Okay, so the energy, the, the DNA gets manipulated in time with this energy. Because as we say in, in the universal law correspondence, as above, so below. So the energy from above is going to eventually manipulate the energy below. So the energy from the dark energy from the, the lighter, you know, the... Um, the non-physical realm is going to affect the physical realm. It's just a matter of time. Just like that dark energy um, is stagnant in you, it's going to create a, a, a host for carcinogens. It's the, the pH is going to change. It's going to be more acidic, and then it affects the physical body. So when you get a, when you get a disease in, in your physical body, say you get cancer and you get a lump, it didn't come out of nowhere. It, basically, that's the last resort telling you. Look, you have a lump. You know, the energy's been there a long time, but this is it. Look, if you don't know that you haven't corrected this energy by now, here, we're going to show you. It's in the physical body now. Now, of course, I'm not talking about, your, you know, infections and, and traumatic surgery and stuff. That I'm not talking about that when I talk about, you know, medicine and whatnot. So I just want to be clear on that. Okay. And also, when you're talking about the releasing of energy into the, especially this third dimension that we're in and it creates chaos i've always had a theory about that because you ever notice that every time we have and we've had a lot in the last couple of years the um the solar flares yeah when the sun blasts off you know a layer or whatever of the sun and uh we have earthquakes that's releasing you know energy out of the uh tectonic plates do you ever notice that right after one of these events that there's always like a mass shooting or some sort of terrorist attack? Yeah, well, you know, I haven't really made that correlation, but I can certainly see it. I can understand what you're saying. And, and like the energy, there is an energy within the universe, okay? And this energy, it changes, it goes in cycles. And we call that the, the greater cycle, there's many cycles, but the, one of the greater cycles is the precession of the equinox. And that lasts about um, 20, 25,000 years. And that is divided. If you divide that in half, 25, 26,000 years, it's like 12 plus thousand years. And if you divide that in half, there's part of that is, is an awakened consciousness and part of that is a sleeping consciousness. So in other words, part of that is is the, the self-conscious realm, third dimension, where the male the male energy dominates. Okay, we've been in that for the last thirteen thousand years. We're at the precipice of change between the male dominating energy, and we're going into we're now into a combination of the feminine starting to rise, and hopefully people are going to grab hold of this feminine energy, and then we're going into the other half of that procession of equinox where the feminine energy will eventually reign and when you go through these changes there's always reactions and and you know the earth the earth acting up the sun's flares acting up and energies it's always going to create chaos because 
the Hindus called that male energy, the male demon, because what it does is suppresses the divine feminine energy. And and I, I tell people a perfect example. If you watch the the Ron Burgundy films with um, Will Ferrell, you know how they suppress the feminine energy. You know, women weren't even allowed <laughs> yeah. to, to vote not too long ago, you know. So that male energy, the, the logical analytical thinking rules this plane of existence. And, but it's changing. It's going to change. And if we don't, as a collective consciousness of people, if we don't grab hold of the feminine energy and raise ourselves up to the higher Melchizedek consciousness, then Mother Earth's going to do it for us. And that's not going to be a pretty sight. But what you're seeing relating to those flares and to the Earth reacting the way it is, it's just reacting to the change of energies. Yeah, because you always notice it, like especially right before an earthquake, animals kind of get weird and oh yeah definitely well they, yeah. they're sensing that they're sensing the energy from that the change is getting ready to come and also too uh when you get a full moon you're getting i don't know how that's an, it's kind of like an energy transfer from the sun reflecting off the moon but i i know people that worked in uh nursing homes the wing of the nursing home where it's a lot of patients who have had like uh, was it head trauma or you know psychotic breaks or whatever yeah yeah they're you know the people in these wings are just you know almost jumping out of their skin you know they they, they don't know how to deal with this subtle energy that's oh, coming in you could ask anybody that works in an emergency room anybody in the police department when it's full moon three days before three days after it's game on you know you you better be prepared for what's coming in but that that affects everybody i mean you can right. ask you can ask fishermen what's the best time to fish it's three days before the full moon, full moon, and three days after. That's because the energy changes and it, and it does something, you know, to people, and especially in that self-conscious realm. It, the lunar—that's why they call it the lunar, lunar, lunatic. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I worked in a psychiatric hospital for five years, and I could vouch for that, yeah. hands down. The admissions would rise. I mean, the unit would just get a little out of control, and you know, everybody would joke about it. Well, there's a full moon. There's a full moon coming. Must be the full moon. But there, yeah. I totally believe in the truth in that. It's so important to see the energy of things. This one of the first things I teach people is we're in this physical realm. Everything we see is physical, you know, but we have to now start perceiving everything is energy because once you start perceiving as energy, you see it. And now energy follows universal laws. And when you can follow those laws and start controlling them and having them work for you, that's what you want. You know, it's all about controlling energy and anybody has the ability to to learn this and do this, that you wouldn't be here because it's part of the journey. Coming through this third third dimension, the subconscious realm is a learning, uh, it's a school for our soul. This is how we enrich our, our, our souls. You know, we're an extension of our Heavenly Father. We come experience this, we're in this trap. It's that, you know, I'm not trying to sound negative, but it's kind of like a slave race. We're, we're slave to our own ego's desires and, and, and all these external things. Until we can break free from that and come back into the kingdom, into the Heavenly Father. He's the Alpha, the, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And that, that's what is meant by that. And now, to would do you that, like, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't finish your thought. <laughs> I was just saying, to, and to do that, you have to start perceiving everything as energy. And that goes for every everything in your life, because everybody that comes to me and we start doing these sessions and we start relating these sessions to what's going on in their life. Everybody has their story. 
everybody. You wouldn't be here if you didn't have it. And I tell people, let's not pay attention to the specifics of your story. Let's pay attention to the energy of it. And let's understand this energy and why this is happening, why this is being projected from you and why this is being attracted to you. Because universal law of attraction states, you're going to like attracts like you, your level of consciousness is going to attract that to you. So if you're in a self-conscious realm, you're going to attract that level of energy to you. So, and, and relationships are one of the biggest instruments of learning, in, you know, in this third-dimensional world. So, so you go after relationship after relationship. It's the same thing, and then you break up with that person. What happens is, unless you raise your energy, you're just looking to f- replace that energy source with another energy level, the same level of energy. And say you're at a job you don't like. You keep going job after job you don't like. You're at the same level of energy. It's going to keep being attracted to you. Just and everybody has their own specific scenarios, you know. And like I said, relationships are a great way to look at it. So if you're in, in a relationship, you two are, have similar ideals. You're at the same level of energy. You're, there's chemistry, a physical attraction as well. And you come and you, you form this bond with this person. Now you have an energy bond connected to this person. Because people in the third dimensional realm, they depend on other people as a primary source for energy. Now we also get it through food, sleep, sunshine, and those are other ways of, of getting energy. But ideally, we should be getting most of our energy from the Holy Spirit, from cosmic energy, prana chi, whatever you want to call it. But if you're not connected to your higher self, you don't have that in the self-conscious realm. The average person is about 90% cut off to, to that universal energy, the Holy Spirit. And that's just fact. So we look at other people for energy, and we form these relationships. Now, in these relationships, it's a reciprocating energy. You give energy, and you get energy. And then the heart opens up, and it's and this is what people call love. It's a conditional love. Say, say one spouse, okay, well, his ideals change. Now he's looking at another source of energy, and then that the other spouse starts feeling that withdrawal of energy. And then they're, they're going, oh, something's not right here. Well, chaos ensues, and say they break up. Now this person is absolutely void of this energy. And this is why breakups are so painful, because you don't have this energy source. Now you're looking to fulfill this energy void that's in you. Well, there's a few different things you can do. You can overcompensate on eat, you can cook um, food, you can overcompensate on sleep, or you can go and get another person immediately, which what we call the rebound relationship for that, that immediate energy source. You understand? So that's all the same level of energy. You can look to the left, you can look to the right, behind you forward. We call that a lateral shift. And that is a trap. Because at your level of energy, what you are attracted to and what's attracted to you is the same level of energy. That is a trap. So the trick is to be able to break free from that, go from one lower level of energy to a higher level of energy by raising your awareness, raising your consciousness only by way of ridding the dark energy in you. And that allows better things to come to you in that higher realm of existence. And you eventually keep going up until you get to that complete state um, consciousness where it's just unity-based, love and compassion. And it takes work, and you have to be guided properly. But that and the gist, uh, gist of what that energy is. Now, um, I heard that you mentioned that you have a book. So would you like to let our listeners know what the title of your book is and where they can find it? Yes, well, you can find it's Melchizedek's Pearls of Love, and it can be in uh, by me, Christopher L. Melchizedek, and it's on Amazon.com. 
Okay, great. And how about a website? Do you have a website or if anybody wanted to come to you for a session? Um, and you're in Florida, right? Yes, I'm in actually the Daytona Beach area of Florida. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. And I, I can do a lot of my sessions on the beach when the energy is just perfect, you know, on, being on shore there. So it's, it's an amazing place to be. Um, but also, I travel too. I, I travel around the world, and I do and I do sessions for people. This last last past couple of years, I've been traveling. So if somebody has a group of say like four or five people that w- they want to work with, I'd be happy to go there, you know, and help them. So I'm not just based here. Um, my my website, yeah, we're revamping it right now. It should be up really soon. It's TempleOfAscension.net or .org. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. This was a really great uh, discussion, and I think our listeners are going to like it just as much as we did. Well, thank you for that. And uh, anytime, you know, there's so much more we could go into. I, I hopefully I didn't go too far in depth into certain things, you know, right off the bat, you know, because <laughs> like I said, a lot of it's it's not so easy to grasp at first. Right. No, I think it was great. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much. If you'd like more information about our films or to purchase our DVDs, you can head on over to our website at thepastseries.com. They're also available to purchase on amazon.com. Our films are also streaming online at vimeo.com, guyamtv.com, and iTunes. If you have a show suggestion or would like us to interview someone specifically, please feel free to shoot us an email at info at thepastseries.com or send us a tweet at thepastseries. Please rate and review us in iTunes and subscribe. We hope you enjoyed the show.